0: Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Great to be here this morning. You know, for me, as most of you know, you know, being in the mountains is... is, uh... re-energizes me completely, so it was great. And everybody, uh... We shut the camp down yesterday, you know, about ten, ten thirty, and... And, uh... Boy's like, hey, I'm going home. I'm like, nope! <laughs> Gotta go check some more cameras! <laughs> so you know off we go up there and and uh, boy the the smoke really like just rolled into our canyon uh, when we were up there so i i was gonna i was gonna hit multiple cameras up there but i just made them endure the one uh which is the hardest one jeremy so i didn't even take you to the hardest I one you know <laughs> i really do <laughs> so took jeremy into uh, to a couple of them and and uh you know, it's it's just it's just a great time. It's a great time being up there with, with everybody and, and just to be uh, so encouraged. Uh, you know, by everybody's messages, uh, whether it was you know the, the devotions or whether it was the, the sermons themselves, um, were just absolutely amazing. So I encourage you to, to jump on, you know, and, and listen to all the messages. You know, because I'm going to listen to them again. Um, you know, and, and Bill was was you know giving himself a hard time. You know about the whole recording, but you know we kind of hand things off. So you know I could have I could have pushed the thing. I have no idea what I'm doing either. So you know yeah, when I before I threw before I threw it in my pocket, you know. And yeah. uh, but you know it it it's, it, it was great. Um, so we're gonna try to get through. You know uh, the First Peter two eleven and twelve is where we're at. Um, we're going I'm gonna try to get through that. I had planned for five weeks, um, but I'm gonna try to get through each step each week, and then the last week he's asked me. Uh, to try to bring that that same message um, which was on zeal up there. Uh, I'll try to bring that on the last week uh, here uh, probably a little bit of a shortened version because I think I'll put over an hour uh, you know up there you know with it so you know thankfully nobody fell out of window because there's no windows to fall out of. Um, you know they may have fallen off their chair but uh, uh, anyway so yeah. And that's, that's what we're going to do. So we're in 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12. We started off last week. We're just going to read verse 11 and 12 here. It says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're very thankful, Father, for just a, another amazing, uh, awesome day that you have given us. You've given us the the life and and breath, uh, Father. So so exciting, Father. It's it's such an honor and privilege to be here on the on the first day of the week to to lift Jesus up to to celebrate. You know his amazing victory, his life, and, and know that he's alive uh, there uh, with you now. And and it was our Lord and our King. That was willing to sacrifice himself so many we see in in a in a worldly sense leaders never sacrifice themselves to the people the leaders are 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 pushed aside somewhere nice and safe where they're not harmed but our leader you know our lord he's the one that stepped out uh father and sacrificed himself for us uh to give us the opportunity uh, to make it to heaven so we're thankful to be here today to celebrate him and and to be encouraged by your words i just pray your blessing upon the message that we would take these things to heart and, and really make the application in our lives, Father. We love you and praise you in the name of King Jesus. That we pray, Amen. Amen. So we looked at last week, you know, that we're resident aliens here, right? You know, that we're here for a purpose. We have we have some official duties uh, that that we have to perform. Of course, those are for the Lord, you know. But we're aliens because this is not our home. And God, God shows you know us in the scriptures that our citizenship is in heaven so we have to have that mindset uh, i i don't do a lot of traveling nor probably will i ever you know um this is kind of one of those things i'm pretty content just hanging out here in the mountains and in the valley and 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 being here so you know I, I it's kind of hard for me sometimes you know to to think about you know being away and kind of having that but having that mindset of like this is not our home you know god tells us we're already seated there with him in the heavenly places right so we know that our home is in heaven, and, and to think about that, to know that we're longing to get back to home, because when I have left, at times, what have I wanted to do, right? Man, I miss being home, even just being up in the mountains a few days. Now, you guys can probably attest to this, you know? You miss your wives, you miss, you know, your other friends and brothers and sisters that you have, and, and you know, it's kind of like, man, I really would like to, to get back home, kind of out of my comfort zone, you know? So that's how we should feel. We should kind of be feeling like out of our comfort zone, you know, here knowing that, uh, you know, our citizen citizenship is in heaven, right? So so we looked at that. So we're moving on to the second part of verse 11 here, where it says to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage war against the soul, okay? So the lust there is 1939, the Strong's. It's a longing, right, to set the heart upon, a desire. That comes from 2372, which is passion, fierceness, wrath, and that... The root comes to 2380, means which means to sacrifice, kill, or slay, right? So those are those those lusts, right? The longing to set your heart upon. Isn't that crazy when it's when you're talking about as we see this the fleshy lusts? Like we're setting our heart upon these things. You know, what should we be setting our heart upon? You know, it's it's Christ, right? So, but there's this battle, and I want I want us to understand, and we've talked about this before. There, there, there is this battle, right? There's this battle between the flesh and spirit. And just because we've been immersed and we have the power of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean any of that stuff goes away. God's given us the power to overcome those things now. He's given us a standard to live by. He's given us the promises and hope that we can live for. And he tells us, look, this is where you are. This is who you are now. This is who you once were, but this is who you are now. But, but don't get me wrong, there's a battle going on. I mean, there's, there's, it's almost daily, you know, there's there's things that, that, that I do. And I struggled before I was a Christian with with language and with anger, right? Like, I could not really even say a sentence without some four-letter word in there, you know? It was, it was awful, and I tried to change that prior to becoming a Christian. It was like such a battle, right? And, you know, once I became a Christian, I really studied the Scriptures out, you know, when God talks about, you know, abusive language and speech and all those the things that God talks about, you know? And you know what? Able to control it. Why? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, because I knew that I now have the power to do that, but also through His Word, right? And I knew who I was now and, and versus who, who I was before. Now, does that mean it's completely gone? No, because there's times that those still slip out. And it's weird at how it's in times of, like, maybe extreme stress, you know, that sometimes if I'm yelling at somebody... Um, particularly on the job, that one will slip out. What's interesting is sometimes I didn't used to notice it, um, you know. But now, even in those times of stress, when it does come out, it's just so weird how, like, in my brain in that stressful time, I'm like, wow, you just said that, you know. And I'm like, mm. so I'm just getting angry at myself while I'm trying to deal with the situation, you know. Uh, but that's good. That's right. You know, that's, that's God. That's God pricking my heart and going, look. We've we've got this, you know, but that's the thing is to recognize when we're going down that wrong road, you know. We still have a choice. We still have free will to do what we want to do, you know. Uh, My hope and my prayer is that we all would do the things that God uh, wants us to do. So we're going to start out in James. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 beginning in verse 13. It says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Right? So what's that say? Well, it's, it's, it's God. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's him that's doing. No, it's not. It's you. It's me. Right? When each one is tempted, when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust, right? It's us. It's us by our decision, the decisions that we make. What we listen to, who we hang out with, what we're watching, what we decide to do. You know, I tell people all the time when they come and they, and they struggle with me, and I was like, well, hey, you're the one typing on that computer. You're the one hitting those letters on there to pull whatever it is up that you're watching. You're the one doing it. Stop doing that. Stop, you know. And 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 notice that when I type, did you see that? I didn't do this because I don't type like this, you know. It'd be amazing how quick I can I can type a four page report like that. It's amazing, right? So, but regardless, it's 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 that person, right? It's that person. It's us, really going to those things right, or thinking about those things, or watching those things, we're making, you know, that conscious effort to do that, hey, don't do that, you know, I mean, so, you know, we we deal with, you know, with with drug addicts all the time, and I'm trying to constantly encourage these guys and gals, you know, Um, and and some of them get it, right, because when they they stay stay in jail for 34 days, guess what, they're clean, right, and they come out, and man, when you see them, like, after the first, second day, they look amazing, like, they look completely different. And I tell him that, like, "Well, you got you look you look amazing, you know. How do you feel? I feel great, you know. I'm like, do you still have your phone? Yeah, throw it away. Why? Because all the contacts you have in there, all the people you hang out with that are still doing the things you don't want to do anymore. Get rid of it. And I actually, dealt with a with a female a few weeks ago. That told me that herself when I was talking to her. And she's like, struggle with this, but she's like. She was having some kind of domestic violence with her, with her boyfriend, you know. And I'm like, well, do you have a phone so you can call us, you know, if, if it escalates? And she's like, no, I got rid of it. Because I had all the people that I was dealing with before. She's like, I'm just having this desire to, you know, to, to do this. And I'm just trying not to. And it's just like you see the struggle, right? You just see that, you know. And, and really, that's how, that's how hard we should be fighting against these things, you know. I mean, to, to, to God, a sin is a sin, right? It don't matter how big or small, a sin's a sin. So, we, we know, look, even those that aren't Christians, you know, you have a conscience, and most people still have a decent conscience, know that, you know what, this is not the right thing to do. And especially us as Christians, we know the standard that God has, has called us to live by. We know, you kidding me? You know when you're not doing the right thing. You do. And so we have to choose, right, to do the right thing. Now, is that easy? Well, no, of course not. Was it easy for Jesus? No, it wasn't. He was tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. So everything that we are tempted by, he was tempted by. And yet what? What did he do? Nope. And so how did he do that? Well, you just look at his life, right, and understand the things that he did, you know, constant time, and we need to make those applications in our lives, right? You know, and and really the biggest thing you see Jesus do is what? Pray. That man was constantly in prayer when he was here on this earth. And he would find times, he would, you know, lack of sleep, whatever. And he was he was praying, right? Getting his mind focused right in the scriptures, understanding. It's just, there's, there's so many distractions, you know, in our world, you know, these days. You know, these cell phones are... You know, they're a blessing and a curse all at the same time, man. You know, the, 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 the ease of finding anything in the palm of your hand now is just ridiculous. But at the same time, we communicate with brothers across the world, right? Isn't that crazy? But it's how, it's what we choose. It's how we choose to use that tool, right, that is provided for us. So, it's not God, right? It's us. And so we have to understand the standard that God has called us to. Um, we have to self-check, right? God tells us that. Look at our own lives, right? And figure out what we're doing. Whenever I, whenever I kind of go down that road and and, 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 you know, and I mess up, man, I go back to figure out how did I get to that point? There had to have been a point in time where I was going down the right road and, and here's my exit. And for some reason... I took that exit, why did I take that exit? Why didn't I just stay on the right path? So I go back and I try to figure out at what point, what led me to that, you know, and sometimes it was lack of being in the word every day, sometimes it wasn't being consistent with praying, so I don't know, it's just, I look back and see what, what did I drop out of my life that was godly, that led me to go, you know, do that. So that's important, go back and look uh, at, at that root cause, right? So we're going to go to Mark real quick, and you know, you know, look, some of the stuff is is obviously stuff that that you know, right? And and it's easy to, um. Just go. Oh, I, I I forgot about that. You know, but we're going to look. You know, you look at these scriptures and you look at these scriptures, and and it's like make make the application right. In Mark chapter four, uh, beginning in 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 verse three. You know, of course, we got the sower in the seed, right? So listen to this. Behold, the soil went out to sow, and as it was sowing, some seed fell beside the road. The birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, We didn't have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched. Because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it and yielded no crop. And other seeds fell on the ground, of the good soil. And as it grew up, it increased, and they yielded a the crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 fold, right? So let's skip up to, to verse 13 as we look and see Jesus explain this, right? He said to them, do, not, do you not understand this parable? How, how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, right? And these are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear it immediately, Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. In a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And then they have no firm root in themselves, but they are on temporary Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. Right? we've all and, and and I don't know about you, but I've seen, we've seen all four of these, right? So, so God, God just didn't make it up. Jesus didn't just tell us that, right? Because we've seen it, we've seen each one of those, right? And and which one are we called to be? Right? Well, obviously the last one, right? And it's but it's a one in four. It's it's a one in four. You know, as I shared last week, that I was. To listen to that one guy talking to this huge congregation, and he's, that's how he starts off. He's like, you know what? Most of you are going to hell. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that's 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 a great way to start off. That's a very encouraging start to a sermon, you know. But honestly, I mean, really, when you look at it, heaven's gonna it's it, it's gonna be a I think a, a pretty sparse place as far as, as far as people being there. A lot of people think they're gonna make it, and they're not. Right. There's a, there's a standard to live by, and I'm not I'm not trying to scare you, you know. And you know oh, "I'm going to hell." No, that's not it, because you know, God knows your heart, which I'm so thankful for, you know, that God that God knows my heart, because sometimes I, I may not do or say the right things, you know, but God knows ultimately my, where my heart is. I mean, look at David, right? I I use David as an example because you know he 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 did some pretty pretty horrible things, right? Yet he's a man after God's own heart. You know, so this isn't about beating yourself up when when you when maybe, maybe you make the wrong choice or, or make the wrong decision, right? Because when David got slapped in the face, right, and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Whoa!" Sometimes that's what it takes, right? So we continue to work, right? We repent, we get back in the Word, and we figure out what caused us to go down that road, and then we don't go down that road again, right? But we want to be that, that, that last people, right? And, and, and as it says in 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12, even though they're going to make fun of us and mock us, if we continue in those good deeds, right, what are they doing? Are they watching? Oh, yeah. They're watching and they're listening, you know. And in the end, when things fall apart in their lives, guess what? They come and ask, right? And they're going to glorify God on the, on the last day those that have mocked and scorned us because of the life that we lived. So we just continue, we continue. You know, people have to make that choice. We all had to had to make that choice to follow Jesus, right? We all had to make that. You made the choice to get up this morning and be here. There's nothing more important to you on this day than to be here in assembly as I said before, to celebrate Jesus. That's why we're here then also to be encouraged to go out and do the work, right? Because we're here for official duties, right? We're, we're residents here to do, to do the duties of, of the Lord, but ultimately our our home uh, is, is in heaven. Let's go to 1 first, uh, first Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6, beginning in verse 6. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it. If we have food and covering with this, we shall be content. You know, the biggest one of the biggest things for for most of us is that contentment, right? Because what gets people in trouble is just trying to reach out for all that stuff. I mean, you look at people and and all the stuff that they have and they want to do, and they just go, 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 and and it's all about who? It's, it's all about them, right? You know? But to be content with what God has given us. To be thankful for even the littlest thing. I've said before, you know, boy, you, you, you turn that knob on the shower and you get in, which, by the way, I hate the water, so it's the worst 10 minutes of my day. Um, you know, I hate being wet. So Jeremy could not figure that out when I told him that yesterday. He's like, you are crazy, man. There's something wrong with you. You know? I'm like, I just don't like being wet. You know? Sorry. That's why I, I hate <laughs> swimming. I hate I I don't do it, you know, um, but you, you you turn that just think we turn that nose on, you got instant hot water, you know. You flip a light on, we got electricity, you know. Boy, <laughs> when when we lose power, yeah. people lose their mind, right? You know, and it's that poor guy right there that like, sir, get you. What are you doing, man? Get this thing fixed. It's just a line, stick it back together, you know. <laughs> But I'm like, man. I mean, but you think about it. Just the small things. Are you are you thankful? Like when you flip a flip your switch on. Huh, thank you, Lord. Thanks for the lights. Thanks for the hot water. You know. Yes, as Bill said, I I took my, my mobile home up, you know, up in the woods, uh, you know, uh, over the weekend, and it was it was amazing. And, and you know what? And and the, you can ask my boys when we pray at night. We you know we're we're always starting off but how thankful we are to God for the things that He's given us, you know? And it was neat to hear Ty pray last night, right? Because as we we're, are as we're praying, he was, he, was, he was thankful for the trailer, you know, to have, to have you know, water and, and a bed to sleep in. And it was just cool. It was cool to listen to him, you know, just be thankful for the God, for the things that, that God uh, has given us, you know? And to understand that, that it's God. It's God the one that's, that's given us all these things, right? And to be content, right? to be content with those things. There was a, I don't listen to a whole lot of music either. I know that surprises you too, right? I don't like showers. I hate music, Uh, you know, but I I do listen to some music. But but there was a song, I can't remember who sang it or really the the gist of it, but I remember it talked about how you never see a hearse with a trailer, right? When when people are going to be stuck in the ground, all this stuff isn't going with them. You know, there, there, ain't, there ain't no hearse with the trailer, man. We we ain't taking of this stuff with us, you know. So be be content with what we have. Is it okay to have stuff? Sure it is. God wants us to enjoy this life, right, as long as it's not our idol, as long as it's not what we're going after, but to enjoy our life, sure, you know. But to think of it in the way that, that, that I, we try to train our boys up, in that, you know, it's God's that he has given us, so we're using it. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take care of it as if it is... God's and not ours. Okay, so be content. Be content with what God has given you and where you're at. You know, Um, it's 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 okay. You can't take any of it with you. Let's go to John chapter eight. John eight verse. uh, We'll begin in verse forty-two. Jesus said that if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But I speak... But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which, which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them, because you are not of God. Who are we listening to? As I said before, you know, the things that, that, we're, that we're bringing into our, to our brains and into our hearts, you know. Who are we listening to? Are we listening to God? Because if we're not listening to God, there's only other really one other choice. Right? We're listening to the the liar and the deceiver. Right? And that's the devil. And boy, he's good at what he does. Isn't he? I've I've you know, when I Jeff has really helped me with this. Jeff Jeff has really made me, as far as when it when it comes to doing the job, you know, gently and 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 you know, as as, as you know, it's Dealing with me gently isn't probably the, the best way, but Jeff has a way of dealing with me gently, right? And be like, hey, why don't you think about this? You know? And so guys are sitting in the back of my car. Gals are sitting in the back of my car. Guess what? They can't go anywhere. They're in my back seat. They got their hands behind their back. They ain't going anywhere. Can't open the door from the inside. So guess guess what I get to do? I get to encourage them. Right? I get to encourage them. Sit there and, and, and talk to them, you know, regardless of whether they want it or not. That's what they get, you know. And he used to kind of shut it down once we got to the jail. But then there's times the conversation continues. Like, if they're like, kind of show some interest, you know. Like, I'll talk to him in the pre-book. I don't care if there's other officers standing around. Which, hey, this guys are listening too, right? You know. But when we talk about the devil and how he's really good at what he does, there are times when I'm talking to those those folks that they will say something that there's no way in the world that they know that that was a button that they could push for me. Like they would make a statement about me or about my wife or about something that just made me so angry, right? And I would sit there and as I'm, as I'm, as I'm about to rip the steering wheel off, you know, I'm just like, how does, how does that guy know to say that? To say that, to turn my conversation where I'm trying to encourage him, and he says that one one sentence or one word that just turned me inside out, right? That guy should have no clue that that would do that to me. Who is that? Who's that working? See, that's what I, that's the thing, is I'm like, you know what? You stinking devil. Because that so I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Nope, you ain't gonna do that. You know? After I rip my, my fingers back off the steering wheel, you know. Kind of cool down a little bit, and then I continue what, encouraging, right? But see, that's what you have to recognize. It wasn't that dude that 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 was saying that. That was that was the devil working through that guy. And if you don't believe that, then, man, you need to get in the Word. You don't understand, man? He's he's a deceiver. He, he's he's a he's a nasty dude. And you know what? He knows he's destined for the lake of fire, man. There ain't no doubt. He knows when this thing whole thing's over, that's where he's going. He's going to work as hard as he can to make sure that living matrix isn't built. You know? And if he can pluck out some of the bottom ones so some of the top ones fall down, right? So, I mean, we have to to really encourage, you know, uh, our leaders, right? Like Bill and Sharon. Those are lead congregations. Because you think about it. The devil knows if he can take one of them out, how many are going to fall? You know, I used to... Talk about—we haven't played jenga in a while, but oh, it's a goofy game, right? You know, poking the little—you know—and and so we're like the boys. Why do the boys always go after the bottom ones? You know, stop, stop pulling from the bottom, man. You're just gonna knock it over. You know, and it's like thats, that's what they want to do. They just want—I'm like, stop it. You know, so but why? Because that's, that's what the devil's trying to do. Think about it, jenga. If he can knock that bottom one out, guess what? There might be a whole bunch on the top that they're gonna fall over too. So we really need to encourage those that are that are leading congregations, right? but uh, the main thing is who's, who's, whose voice are we listening to? This is really the gist of this, right? Whose voice are we listening to? Are we listening to God's voice? Or are we listening to something else? Because again, there's 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 really there's really only only two options. Romans chapter 13. I got a I got about 12, 15 minutes. Start ripping through these. Romans 13, verse 11. It says, Do this knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed, And that is almost gone, <coughs> and the day is near. Therefore let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy, but put on... The Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. So put Him on, right? Lay aside the deeds of darkness, and put on the armor of light. Choose, right? Choose to live godly. Choose to live to do the things that God has asked us to do. So people, what? Not only is it for your salvation and your families, but for others to see, right? That's ultimately all. Go. Why did Jesus come here to seek and save the lost, right? That's ultimately our goal. But put it on, lay aside the deeds, put on the armor life. and put on the Lord Jesus, right? And make no provision uh, for the flesh. So we're gonna be, be looking at the contrast here, right? Between between the flesh and the spirit. In Galatians 5, you know, again, you know, we we all we all know these, but do we do we make the application, right? Are we looking at this, you know, all the time? Galatians 5, beginning in verse 16, but I say. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Right? For the flesh has its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. There's that battle. For for these are in opposition to one another, so you, so you may not do the things that you please. But if you're but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, right? Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. That was a big one for me. Remember, I, I, I talked about anger and language, right? And so when, when God's telling me the deeds of the flesh are evident, outbursts of anger, and that was, that was big for me. So I'm living by the flesh. Disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, right? Practice. God talks about practicing all the time. And here it says, If you practice these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, wait a minute. I was, I've was i been immersed in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm good to go, man. I go to, I go to church every Sunday. I, I, I hang out with the brethren. So if I do some of these things, there's grace, right? Well, no. Actually, there's not. Not when you choose to do these things. When you're choosing to live by the Spirit... When you practice these things, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Instead, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Right? Right? Those things are no longer in you. Do you believe it? It said you have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Live by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Choose to do those things, because we are the ones who choose those things. Go to Romans 8. Beginning in verse 5, it says, For those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for the mindset on the flesh is death. The mindset on the Spirit uh, is life and peace, because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. As, as uh, Brad did a great job on talking about Noah and his faithfulness, right? you know, boy, really study out Noah, man, that was, what a solid dude, right, you know, hey, go build a ship on dry land, okay, that's crazy, I mean, you look at, Brad did an excellent job of bringing that, listen to that, that message uh, from Brad, Uh, you know, uh, did a great job, right, Um, uh, but, you know, subjecting himself, you know, to the Lord, and, and, and so when we do that, when we walk by the, by the Spirit, my point is, during that, when you read about that, it said God was grieved. God was grieved because of the nastiness that was going on in the earth. Right? And so He decided to what? Destroy the earth, you know? And because of knowing His righteousness, He saved His family. Right? Because in, in some nasty, perverse times, He set Himself apart. And you think about being ridiculed every day. Right? As Brad brought out, man, dude's building a ship on dry land. Can you imagine the ridicule that he got? And yet he just persevered. And because of his perseverance, because, because of, of his faith in God, what happened? He saved himself and, more importantly, his family. It's not just about us. It's not just about us as individuals. This is about our family. This is about others. It's not about us. When we start deciding to, to live by the flesh, all we're thinking about is us. That, that's, that's a selfish way to live. And God does not call us to that. But my, my point, too, is that God was grieved. You think God is grieving now over what He sees on the earth? Man, can you imagine? So when, when, when you're grieving, when things aren't going well for you, and something positive happens that brings a smile to your face, it does that make you feel... Makes you feel good, right? See, we need to be those people for God. Because God is grieving over what's happening here on this earth with every single person that he created. Let's bring some joy, not to our life, but how about to God? Let's let's not let him grieve anymore. He's going to be grieving enough, but when he sees this, right? When he sees on the first day of the week that there's people here that are so thankful for what he did, he was so thankful that he's willing to crush his only son that we might have the hope of heaven i don't want to grieve god i want i want to bring joy and honor to god and we can do that by living our lives think about that it's not about us but god is grieving he needs to see something positive down here he needs to see that there's people that love him and are living for him and are thankful to him for what he has done and is doing Let's not grieve God. There's enough people doing that. Let's live by the Spirit and bring glory and honor to Him, right? And hopefully along the way, save some of those that He's grieving for. That ultimately, really, we should be what? Grieving for. Just read a little bit of the scriptures that talks about hell. Sounds like a wonderful place. Sounds like exactly where people should go, right? No, man, I'm telling you what you got to believe that there's that, that, that the lake of fire is real and that people are going down there every day. They're heading in that direction. Let's not grieve God. Let's bring glory and honor to Him, right? So that He can look down and you go, you know what? There are some that love me. There are some that want to do what I ask them to do. And it's going to be awesome, right? As, 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 as we fight through that, because God says fight, right? Fight the good fight of faith. Then when we stand before Him, and he says, well done, that good and faithful servant. That's going to bring glory and honor to all of us, man. You know, we know the kind of work we did for him. We know what he did for us. And he's like, yes, you earned this. Let's go. But really, Jesus is the one that did it for us. we got some work to do, but ultimately it's Jesus. We, didn't, we haven't done anything to earn it or deserve it. But we certainly should be living a life that brings glory and honor to his name. In, in Galatians 6... Jeremy read this passage up there, and you know this is one of my my favorite verses. Uh, you know, in Galatians uh, 6, beginning in verse 7, it says, Do not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, this he will also reap. The one who sows his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the, but the one who sows the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we harvest if we do not give up. So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are the household of the faith. You think we need encouragement to, to continue this battle, to fight the, the flesh versus that spirit battle, to, to bring glory and honor to God? Yes, we need we need each other. Why do you think God made the body? He knew, right? He knew. Team sports, man. Anybody ever played team sports? Man, team sports, i tell you what, man, it's the team, right? Man, that team concept is awesome. Like, when you have to do an individual sport, what, it's all about who? It's all about you, man. It's all on your shoulders. But, boy, team sport, you rely on each other a lot, you know? I remember being in that huddle in a a, a football game, man, you know, and it was like, one guy, right, one guy step up, let's go. Let's, let's do, we got this, let's do this. You're tired, you're beat up, and sore. And one guy walks in and goes, you know what, come on, we got this. Let's go. We can beat these guys. It's the team concept. You're, you've 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 joined the the right team. You've actually joined the winning team. You know we 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 know we already win. Now we have to be here for each other. When We see one of us that's 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 limping because we're hurt, right? You know, man, I just twist my ankle. That do tackle me and just just hammer me. Well, that's all right. Let's go. Come on, we need you, right? Well, instantly that pain just kind of went away, and you're like, yeah, that's right we're part of that team and we need to encourage each other uh, as that team the, the teammate right you know to, to lift each other up and to know that, that that i have your back i uh i have a one of our officers is a is a six five three hundred pound ex-boise state lineman big dude very athletic for being that big too you know And we go to some drunken brawl at one of the bars one one night, right? And there's people all over the place. There's there's two of us show up initially, right? And so we're scrapping the people. We're trying to watch our backs. We're taking people into custody. And there's one guy, giant dude, right? Standing there filming us, just cussing at us, swearing at us, you know, because his buddies are some of the ones that we're taking into custody. And so he gets pretty close at one point. Like, I'm on the ground with this dude. I'm like, I'm yelling at him. You need to get back, man. He's like, "What are you gonna do?" I'm like, "Dude, you're in my circle right now, so you better get back." We get everybody, we get some more officers there, and uh, he just won't, he just won't, he won't leave the circle, man. He keeps coming in, like getting behind officers. So I finally, I'm like, "Look, dude, you stay outside this area right here, or else you're going to jail." Period. Guess he thought he was a big bully, so here he comes. Right? He walks right in the right behind one of my officers. So I'm like, "All right, here we go. This dude is a giant, but I don't care." You know, I'm going to figure out a way to take this dude. And as I'm literally going up to him, I, I slap his cell phone out of his hand, grab an arm, right? And I'm like, the fight's going to be on. And all of a sudden, he goes flying through the air and lands in a bike rack. And I'm like, I turn around, and there's my 6'5", 300-pound lineman standing right by me. He showed up, boy, just at the right time, right? You know, he launches that dude because they are a safe size, but, but my dude, a lot stronger, you know? I just, I'm literally this guy goes flying through the air. I'm like, what? That's like turn around. I'm like, all right. You know? Boy, you know, I, I was, I was kind of angry enough. I'm like, this is going to be a challenge. But then where'd my confidence go? Oh, straight to the roof. This dude's going to get smoked. You know? We pull him out of there and we get him hooked up. But I'm like, you know, there was my teammate. Out of nowhere, he came to what? To help me. Right? We need to have that, that concept, that mindset for each other, man. We need to, we need to be there for one another, you know, because the devil's a nasty opponent. We need to be there for each other uh, to, to take him out. I'm out of time. Um, so, you know, I've got some more scriptures on there. Maybe we'll be able to hit it uh, beginning of the next week. But uh, either way, you know, you, you know, look, do the right thing. You know what the right thing is. When it comes to being a Christian man and living the life, you, you know what that is. And that, that battle, that battle between the flesh and the spirit is a real battle. It is a real battle. And the main thing is what? Number one, we don't want to give up. We've seen people give up, so don't give up. But we don't, do not want to grieve God. God is grieving enough, right? Let's bring Him joy when He sees us down here fighting a good fight of faith, living the life glorifying Him in all things. Thank you.